So, George, how was your day? Very well, thank you. Rest day for me today. So, usually I kind of have a bit of a different set. I like to go for a walk at a particular time. I just have a really structured rest day at the moment in terms of when I eat, when I go for a walk, when I do this, when I do that. And I just, I love it at the moment. Like, okay. When I was younger, I don't know why I'm saying this now, but when I was younger, in terms of training, like those rest days, I used to absolutely sit there and go, I've got nothing to do here. I'm waiting for my next meal, this and that. But as I've got a little bit older, a little bit more wise and experienced, I actually really enjoy my rest days now. I really enjoy them. I'm busy. I need them, mate. Yeah. I do stuff outside. Like, you know, even like I, I really enjoy walking the dog, as weird as that sounds. I really like going for walks through like, because we live around like sort of, um there's a lot of nature around here a lot of water that sort of stuff i really appreciate that a lot more i don't know why so i used to oh, hate the same, it the same. absolutely hate it. my parents go do you want to go for a walk somewhere i'm like no last thing i want to do but since i've got older i learned to appreciate those things a little bit more um did a few bits like upgrade uh, update my phone um so I've gone you get a new phone yeah i'm gonna get, get the iphone 12 pro max okay um, so just upgrading that, which was quite handy because um, my, my phone now, don't get me wrong, it does the job, but, you know, I just constantly like to keep it upgrading and with being self-employed, you need to get your expenses a little bit higher. So I think why not crack on with a new phone, yeah. that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a lovely, nice day, to be fair, really chilled, just relaxed, just not doing much. Um, and yeah, just what I enjoy doing on a rest day. How are you? I'm good, mate. I've had... Uh... Busy, productive rest day. Obviously, you had the launch of the uh, the second hoodie. So that's gone well. I think we're about 35% of stock has gone of that one. And then we've sold some more of the previous stock on the sale items as well because we decided to reduce some of those because there was some still some stock hanging around with the first hoodies. So they've gone well, yeah. which is good. Because um, I was, you know, I always get this thing with the clothing. At, you know, it's, it's, it's a big bulk purchase and, you know, total insight on that. It's, it's, it's a lot of money going out, you know, in one batch mm. and you think, oh, like, what happens if none of this sells? <laughs> like, you know, like, what happens if I'm just left with, like, a load of product? Um, <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, product is assets and products is also, you know, things you can use for, you know, as expense. So as you were just suggesting with, you know, taking up your expenses a little bit, which is something I'm having to be a little bit more smart with at the moment. I hate all of this stuff in terms of HMRC and tax and everything like that. If I could give one bit of advice for anyone that's starting out is that just get an accountant early because like it's made the biggest difference for me is getting an accountant and basically just whenever I have a question, I just ask for forward on whatever i've been sent by hmrc or whatever you know so it just makes the whole process so much easier and i've learned to de-stress and detach myself from that process a little bit more and just enjoy running the business um so but yeah that's that's other things uh, what'd you say mate so i was gonna say i got myself i got myself an accountant as well um good about six six months it was one of the best things i did um and even just little things like at the end of the month, just transfer it, like open a separate account now. And I just really just transfer 20% of my income and just keep that as for when the tax come, when the tax man comes in. So I just don't want to be in a position where you've got to pay tax, but you're trying to find that money, if that makes sense. I just want to, there's the money, get rid of it, done and dusted. Don't need to worry about it until the next following year. Yeah. Um, because taxes and stuff like that, 
can be an absolute fucking nightmare. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, like I said, just planning ahead with that side of things and the account. Yeah, like I said, I'd, I'd happily pay for an accountant because he technically actually saves you money over the year anyway. In Massively, terms of like ridiculous. Just, you know, saving money that you so yeah. might feel like, oh, fuck, like you're paying 250 quid for an accountant or whatever it is. But realistically, that money you'll get back through him saving you whatever. So it's, it's, it's a win. Yeah, right. I got myself a hoodie as well, mate. I got. Um, Did you? Yeah. Oh, I, thank you very much. I was debating an, a large or an XL. Um, okay. I decided to go with an XL. I think. Yeah, XL. Smart decision. Smart decision for you. A large would be quite tight right now. Yeah, hundred percent. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it'll fit quite nicely. Um, I don't want it to be too bag, but too because I went. You know, everyone, everyone from age of you know the baggy sort of look, the clothing. Yeah. Um, I've kind of, I don't know, I don't mind that now, but I'm not as fast. Like, I don't want to be looking really like baggy all the time. Rugged, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm past that sort of baggy look. I kind of want to look look, look a little bit more dapper in, in some I, I wear a lot of these at the moment, to be fair, because they're like a nice fit on me at the moment, like these long sleeves, because yeah. I've actually got like a, a little bit of a chest now. They actually fit, they actually fit quite nice. So um, when I train, I'll, I wear mostly like this and then I'll put like a hoodie on the top. And then once I get warm enough, I'll train in these. And the reason why I like the long sleeves, because I roll them up like this and then, then no one sees my arms still. So, you know, I can just pretend I've made loads of arm progress. <laughs> so, yeah, these these JP long sleeves are like my pretty much my favorite training item. Um, that note, anyway, like in terms of the physique shots you sent me through this week, Arms look nice in front double bicep, mate. I must admit, you know, they, they have improved over the past, you know, couple of years. They were behind, you know, yeah, we both yeah. on that. It did look, especially in like the side chest front double, you could, you know, notice it was a weak point. But yeah, it looks very much balanced now in, in that. Thank area. you. Um, I'm glad you think so, mate. Yeah. Obviously, like no one else has seen these shots. I'm pretending like I'm like a fucking Dorian Yates, <laughs> but I'm just not. I've like obviously taken progress photos at home, but. I feel as if I, I want to just post a couple up when the work's done. Kind of when I've got like something to really show about the progress that I've made. Um, so I'm looking forward to putting some up when I do start dieting down. I'll probably post some and say, "Look, this is the start of the prep," and then sort of people could be the judge of the progress that's been made. But I do definitely think, and even Cuba agrees. Was Cuba saw me the end of last off season? He 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 said to me in a message. He was, he was like, "Now you can tell." you're being a bodybuilder all the time. You know, you're not just being a bodybuilder and prep anymore, which I totally agreed with. I said to him, yeah, I 100% agree with that. You know, the, the difference in the look, like even day to day, just by being more meticulous with everything, basically being in prep, but in an off-season phase, if that makes sense, like we talked about last time, you know, it just makes such a, a crazy difference in terms of, you know, training productivity and, the look in general and the the progress you can make in a relatively short time span but um yeah on a training note as well like i've had some good sessions this week i've hit some hit some things i've never done before kind of thing again so i hit a 225 rdl for six yesterday which was like felt really really like safe as well i felt a little bit i think everyone this week this past like seven eight ten days has felt like fucking i felt fucking scared i'm not gonna lie like I looked at the bar like that 225 and I was like, my hamstring could pop, <laughs> like, you know, like ever since everyone saw that, that Ryan video, which by the way, like I really feel for him because 
me and Cuba were talking about this, mate. Like, what, what, how, what would you do if that happened to you? Like, <sighs> mate, I, do, I don't even want to imagine how I'd, how I'd be. Like, I wouldn't, mate, I would not be nice to be around. Uh, and genuinely, I'm confident of that because me and Cuba agreed as well that like we'd both be, we'd both be in a position where I wouldn't, I don't know whether I'd be able to coach. I genuinely don't. I'm being honest. If, if I had an injury like that, that put me out for a long time, I would really struggle to coach because the thing is I'd be waking up every day, pushing people to do things that I, I, I want to do like, and I can't do. And I physically have the incapacity which sounds like so selfish, but I think it would just make me even more upset. I'm not going to use the word depressed, um, but it would just make me so upset. Um, so it just, you know, I mean, ultimately, like my thoughts is that it was a lift that just like, was not there at all. Like it was just not even, it was not even comprehensible that he would be able to handle that load. Um and the fact that he had to have like three spotters for a one at max. And I know for a fact, he already had like loads of shoulder injuries and niggles anyway. So the stability around those joint structures was already, you know, compromised. So you, you're literally asking for it. You know, I'm not going to lie. I think you're going to make a video on it anyway. So I don't want to take away too much from your content, but. I, I, I literally just uploaded that video. Um, oh shit. Okay. Well, that's fine. Then. My little, my little roundup view on that is like, I feel incredibly sorry for him. I must admit, like, it's such an awful injury. Um, career just ending injury. And I can see when watching his stories, you can see how devastated he is just by looking in his eyes. He is absolutely gutted. And it's just like, and, and this is what I said on my YouTube video, like, I've got, a, my audience is a lot of 17 to 24-year-olds. And I see a lot of this on a day-to-day basis. I'm sure you get tagged on stuff on Instagram and you look at it, and it's just horrendous. Like, why am I even being tagged in this sort of stuff? This is nothing that I've ever preached in my life before. Oh, what form-wise? Yeah, in terms of form, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, just, like, five plates in it. I think, did he do 180 for, like, a set of seven beforehand or something? Yeah, I, I think so. Something like that. But then again, you know, when you're training with Larry, I mean, I'm sure you saw Larry's set that he previously uploaded before he uploaded Ryan's set. Yeah, and like man, like there's only a, a few certain people in this world that can get away with form like that. Like Larry's form on that incline was just absolutely abysmal. So then, obviously, then Ryan's taken inspiration of that kind of execution and putting into his set. I mean, Ryan's not stupid. Ryan's not stupid at all. He's trained with like Ben Pakolsky. He's trained with some of the most accurate bodybuilder train trainers out there. So like, what I don't get is why he. Well, it's, um, actually, to be fair, I understand, you know, when you're around people like that, maybe you get sort of pressurized. And I think we'd all make that mistake. So I do feel for him because he's probably just thinking, like, why the fuck did I do that kind of thing? So I really, I, I do feel for him a lot. I don't think you'd ever look at that. I couldn't imagine ever doing that incline barbell ever again if I did an exercise like that. I'd be so scared to do anything, even anywhere near that weight. I'd be scared to go above a above 100 kilos if I was him. It would fucking shit me up. Um, but yeah, I, I wish him the best of luck in terms of his recovery, man. I'm, that's going to take a long time. And just seeing like the bruising of his body and stuff like that. Like, hey, that was body's... mental. What the hell? Like, what the hell was that? I was, mm, it, I was stunned by the bruising. And that surely, like, I... 
I thought that bruising like that surely was like life threatening or something because that amount of like fluid retention and inflammation and trauma, it looks like he's literally been hit by a car, mate. You know, like from the side, he looks like he's been like hit by a bus or something. Yeah, I couldn't imagine the pain that he's in. Obviously, when he first did it, I'm guessing the adrenaline was still there, but just every hour gone by, the pain probably got worse and worse and worse and worse. And you just, how, how, how would, I don't know how I'd sleep at night. How would I sleep at night knowing oh. that my, my body, my body's in this sort of state and I've got a sleeve up here and I'm, oh, it, it, it'd break me in half. It'd break me in half. It really would. Um, well, I'll tell you what, everyone listening to this right now should, if they're, if they're awake in the morning and they're listening to this on a lovely walk and they've got a fully functional body, they should say out loud, like, yes, yes. Just take that little win. Take that little win this morning or this evening and remind yourself that it's fucking cool to like, just have a functional body because I think it does make me, um... sorry, mate. I think a lot of us like don't realize how good it is until we don't have the ability to, to move well or move functionally anymore. Um, so yeah. Anyway, carry on mate with your slightly slow connection. <laughs> yeah. An absolute, if anyone's watching this, I'm so sorry. My Wi-Fi lately has been absolutely playing up. Now, luckily the new phone's got 5g. So if my Wi-Fi is playing up, I'm just going to run the 5g. I don't know how good 5g is. So hopefully it's fucking good compared to my shitty Wi-Fi at the moment. Um, yeah. I mean, just concluding that Ryan situation, just fucking devastating, devastating. I feel so sorry for him. Anyone donate? I, I donated a tenner. I thought, hang on, I feel a bit bad here. I'm going to donate a tenner. Not that tenner's going to do much, but tenner's better than nothing. Any little support you can give him to get back on his own feet and help his uh, help the recovery process, please do it if you have the spare money. Because of, you know, even though technically you sit there and go, well, it's his fault. And, you know, people are saying that, like, why should we donate to someone that has you know, cause that injury themselves. But, you know, like, come on, I a spare, a spare couple of quid goes quite far when, when you think about it. So mm. try not be too harsh about the situation. Um, that's for sure. George, I, um, George, George. Yeah, in terms of, is, am I up to date? Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. Can I just say something on that money situation? Can I share my views? Am I allowed? Yeah, yeah, of course. All right. So, like, I... I personally don't agree with with that. I personally don't don't agree with the the whole GoFundMe. Like, just this 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 is my personal opinion, and I'm, I'm sure there's some people that will say I'm being insensitive. But if that happened to me, the last thing I would want is for someone else to pay for whatever I've done to hurt myself. Like, let's face it, he's got sponsorship contracts. He's got money to be in Dubai, living in Dubai. It's not cheap living out there. Larry Wheels isn't exactly unfortunate, you know? Um, so it shouldn't definitely be his responsibility to pay it. But the whole, the whole thing was like targeted as like, he hasn't got the money to pay his medical bills. Can we help him pay them? Like, yeah, it's probably like a 20 grand surgery or whatever, but uh, just mate, I just, uh, my morals suggest that that money donations for a, for a cause should be going to like something that, you know, is pretty serious you know for example like loss of life and they can't look after their kids or someone's 
like literally their life is on the line and they need treatment or they need, um, you know, a certain surgery that they can't afford or need an organ. That's my strong opinion, mate. Um, and like, I, li- I like the guy, but I don't, I don't, I didn't stand for that cause. I'm being honest, mate. Like I didn't stand for that cause because I just believe that if I'm going to donate money, like don't get me wrong, mate. Every time, like I see a, so like for me, for example, from a donation perspective, something like breast cancer is very close to my heart. Um, so anytime I see something like that come up, I will donate and I'll donate heavily as well. Um, because I feel like that's something I want to support and I want to put my money behind. But people making mistakes, I believe that ultimately mistakes come at a cost, they come at a price. That was a human mistake. If I made a mistake in life, I wouldn't want other people to pay for it. Like, you know, that's just that's just my personal opinion. And I feel like everyone should be entitled to an opinion on this specific scenario. And that's not me being harsh. I still like Ryan. I still think he's a great guy. I'm sure that he didn't hop off the hop off the bench and say, oh, set up a GoFundMe. I'm pretty sure it probably wasn't even his idea. It probably was Larry's. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is nothing before anyone gets twisted and like sends this to Ryan or whatever. This is nothing against Ryan. Like I think he's a cool dude, but it's just my personal opinion on a GoFundMe for someone making a mistake in the gym, yeah. you know? Um, and definitely the the buy like you know in that sort of situation like a lot of us at the moment are in lockdown you know a lot of us have been furloughed a lot of us haven't got that money to but when you're out there you know living not the high life to an extent a high life it's a little bit like well you know i'm not really going to feel too sorry for you to an extent that's why i do feel sorry for him at the same time i don't feel sorry for him in a way because it's like you said you know it's his own cause um so yeah i I, and i I bet you a lot of people will comment and agree with you on what you just said because i still get that in in the dm still now about what happened and stuff so a lot of people do agree with it it's just talking about it is quite you know there is going to be some haters out there going you're horrible you need to think about him and stuff like that but yeah man it's it's yeah I'm, I'm going to end it there because we've been fucking speaking about that for ages. <laughs> um, my training has been really, really good, actually. I've stepped up my... Just stepped up everything lately. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I've got you, mate. Don't worry. You've stepped up everything, yeah? AJ, can you hear me all right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> training, I've, I've picked it up a bit. I've picked it up. We're doing stuff that, um, again, like you said, you've, 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 I've never done before either. Um, onto the six plate Nautilus glute drive. You said to me, build up those fucking glutes because when I'm doing my RDLs and, and my stiff legs, things like that, I'm breaking down massively there. So um, just doing that before I go into any sort of hip hinge. I'm, doing it, I'm, I'm training my glutes now three times a week. I do it twice in my leg sessions that I do twice a week. And then I just do, I, keep in mind, I do one set on each. Um, I don't do any more than that. So it's three sets throughout the week, but that's just made me like, since then I've, I've done, I come from five plates to six plates in the space of like three and a half weeks or so. Um, it's, it's built up very quickly. So I definitely believe that's provided a benefit for sure. And I'm hoping that obviously when I, and I, I feel like the reason I've, I've been breaking down a lot is obviously the adductor issue that I've been having. Um, that is, I'm even starting to notice like when I look at my quads as well, just like 
slight imbalances in one quad and the other from where I've been relying on one leg, uh, my left leg in particular, compared to my right leg. Just slight differences in, in muscularity now just through having that injury for so long. Mm. Um, so massage work is kept in at the moment every two weeks. I feel like that's enough for me, but I'm going to keep that in for ideally as long as I can. Um, just even if it's just like regular sort of checkups now and just kind of maintenance work, if that makes sense, because I, I, I believe as I've got stronger, I just need to look after my body way more, yeah. way, way more. Cause I'm just running into these, all, all these sort of niggles. Um, but my adductor has been getting better. She said it's improved since last time. So it still hurts a little bit. You know, I'm still not able to go on a 45 degree leg press, which is quite annoying. Um, as you know, I'm using that pin loaded leg press at the moment but it's, it's better than nothing. I'm still pain-free for 99% of every movement that I do. Uh, so I, I, that, that's, that's all I can think about right now. Um, and eventually I'll get back to doing the 45-degree leg press because I do miss it, I must admit. It's not the same as doing a, a pin-loaded yeah. um, <clears throat> leg press. It's, it's just not the same, if I'm honest. So, yeah, I'm excited to get back into that. Um, pressing is, is okay. I was very – I did it on Wednesday. Like you said, I was very – like making sure I warmed up very much, just taking my time. Um, and that's moving nicely. I tried to go for the four fifty twos, Um, and I got five. I just couldn't get that's that first rep up. It's just that yeah, first rep yeah, that just battered me. The dumbbell nearly, you know, when the dumbbell nearly like tilts towards you, yeah, yeah, yeah. almost. Yeah. It was, it was almost like that. It was, uh, it was quite scary at times, but. I know I can solidify that next time, make that look a little bit better. Um, and I actually weighed the dumbbells as well. And I, I, I did the, my back off set with the 45s and I was thinking, it just doesn't feel right. It just feels just heavier. Um, yeah. And I put the fucking dumbbell on the scales I've got in the gym and it's 46 and a half. So it's a kilo and a half heavier than yeah. what they actually state. So in a way, I was kind of like, oh, that's all right then, because I'm actually lifting a kilo and a half heavier. What but dumbbells are they? I was doing, I was like, these are 45, surely. I can notice, even if a kilo difference can make... Sorry, go for it. What what dumbbells are they? Hammer strength. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Normally, hammer strength are quite light, from what I've, from what I've experienced. But these ones are just heavy. And apparently, um, dumbbells can go, like, tw- apparently, of a 20% either way. So you can actually add, like, 20% to, to, to the actual weight or something like that, which is... Someone messaged me that. I don't know if I believe that, but that's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. It's a lot. I think. Why would you do that if you're selling forty-five kilo dumbbells? It's forty-five kilos, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. is it forty-six point five? Where Where did you get that from? Yeah. What, what, what's the point in that? Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. It's agree. Just, yeah, it, it does bug me that things. Um, but yeah, mate. Other than that, like my my training has been just taking that extra step which is which is good. good i'm doing stuff that i've never done before now and i'm getting back to that sort of anxiety before the set starts to kick in like oh i'm actually capable of doing this you know yeah but then i just look at my lobbit numbers and i always just tell myself look the lobbit always tells you what you're capable of regardless of how good or bad your day's been um so yeah i just crack on with it and then once i kind of close my eyes and just get into the zone it's you just kind of forget about that sort of initial anxiety that you get I used to, on my, on my 2019 prep, mate, when I used to do the Cybex hack uh, at the beginning, it used to take me about 20 minutes to actually do the first top set. Like, from my last warm-up, 
my la- my last oh. one month, though, oh. so the actual working set. Oh, mate, that's too long. That I used to have that much anxiety. My heart would just do some weird heart palpitations where I just couldn't bring it down. Mate. And I couldn't do the set. And yeah, so I'd, I'd be walking really around the gym. I'd literally, all I do is just keep walking around the gym and this anxiety just wouldn't go in my head. Yeah. Um, and I had moments where I came off and I just cried. Just cried because I didn't get the, what I wanted on it. Um, so no. I just came off and cried. But I haven't had that since then, luckily. That was bad. That was really, really fucking bad. Yeah. Stupid. I look back and it's stupid little boy. Maybe, maybe maybe the MV pre as well that maybe wasn't helping you. I don't know. Like you took MV pre like quite a lot for legs, didn't you? And it's quite a heavy stim pre. Yeah. And that's like, like I said, I've been running caffeine um, or, or, or coffee, I should say. But I'm not, I'm not a big coffee fan, I must admit. Don't really, it just dehydrates me. Don't like how it stains your teeth as well. But I've been just having that instead of the pre-workouts and uh, I feel tons better during my training sessions. I don't feel sick anymore. My appetite is massively improved post-workout. Like some sessions I actually look forward to in my post-workout meal now. Whereas before it was just like, Oh God, I'm here for 45 minutes trying to eat bloody cereal. It's just, uh, yeah, those those stim based pre-workouts, I'm going to have to stay off of them until I go back into a diet. I think because I can't seem to control my appetite. One when I when I take it, especially the the alpha, wherever it was, I took that was just too much for me, far too much. Um, I think we've been chatting for about thirty minutes about us. Should we do some of those form clips that we uh that oh, we decided good. to do? Because I'm I'm really excited to do them. I want to see, yeah. Let's let's because I um I've been looking through. I've been yeah yeah. Let's fucking do it. We're just going to share it on the screen. Um, people should probably watch these podcasts from now on instead of actually listening to it so you actually understand what's going on instead of us just oh, yeah. kind of talking about it and you not seeing it. Well, yeah, um, if, you're, if you're listening if you're listening at the moment, then you need to pause it where you're at. You need to pause it where you're at and then transfer to the video. Oh, fuck. It's happening again, mate. It's happening again. I thought... All right, so we're going to go through some of these form clips. We must, um, we must sort of apologise. George is having some no fault of his own, but BT or whoever his broadband provider is is terrible. So he's going to sort that out for next episode, and we'll be crystal clear. But <clears throat> we're going to crack on with uh, some form clips and just hope that we're actually able to to comment on them somewhat. So I'm going to go ahead and bring up the hashtag. First of all, like thank you everyone that did uh, log in with the uh, the BTS rate to your lift. Um, you can basically just keep using the hashtag yep. for as long as you want, and then we will have just this hashtag. At the moment, it's got thirty eight posts. I know other people just tagged us in the comment section, um, but if you use the hashtag, we'll just keep bringing it up whenever we've got you know nothing else to talk about in the podcast, or we've got a guest and want to review some clips. So. Um, it's pretty cool to uh, to have you guys put some of these in. So I guess let's start with a good one. A potential a hacks. Hacks, yeah. There's a lot of yeah. hacks, yeah. Um, oh, Josh's hack. Let's start yep. with something good. Okay. All right. So this is Josh. Okay. This is this is a ridiculous set. Cybex hack, by the way, for people that don't know. Cybex hack is like. <laughs> The hardest hack. 
it's a pretty fucking wicked set to be fair. No place in the order. Um, considering Josh is what 2021 or something like that, fucking this is this is crazy. Pro what I would have done, I, mm, some of these force reps. Yeah, I I agree with you on the on some some of the force reps. I think that he only took a small touch on on the final few, but mm -hmm. it's to be fair for seven plates. I've never seen someone do seven plates that well. And this, how old's this dude? Like, isn't he just like twenty or something, or nineteen or some ridiculous? Yeah, very young, twenty <clears> twenty one. <throat> This is not reverse banded either. This is like just a standard Cybex hack. I think the thing is, yeah, legit. the thing that I look at when I look at this, I think how the how the hell is he going to progress this over the course of his training career? Like, what can he do to make this more difficult? Because he's already got his stance fairly low on the platform. The eccentrics are, are very, very solid. I mean, he could initiate a little bit more at the knee joint. Um <laughs> And just sort of start to load the quads straight away rather than just coming like initially straight down into the eccentric. You know how he transitions into the eccentric. It's like it's quite a jolty movement. He could maybe slow that down a tad. This is being super picky. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, his depth is perfect. Intensity is definitely there. Um, I'd say he, he should just be doing this with a pause or banding it to make it more difficult mm -hmm. in the future. What do you think? Yeah, I would say um, if, if he was to make this harder, I mean, I can't comment too much because it's seven plates each side on hack squat, so I have no right to comment on <laughs> much of this. But what I would say is maybe to make this more harder, some continue, maybe be a little bit more continuous. So, you know, as we've spoken about um, adding in a bit of a pause at the bottom as well. The only thing I, I, I sometimes am not a fan of is as long as he, if he's done, for example, the force reps for just this exercise and this exercise only, you know, I, I have no problems with that. But I, I think sometimes when you're doing force reps on, for example, everything that you are doing, that's a, a shit ton of work, a shit ton of work. When realistically, you know, is the rest of your session going to suffer? You know, is the quality going to suffer towards the end? Or, you know, maybe on like, for example, if you're doing a leg extension later on in the session, is that going to suffer when, you know, a leg extension is probably one of the, well, it is the best exercise to actually directly isolate your quads. Um, and don't get me wrong, hat squats are, you know, density builders for the quads, but it's still good to add in um, something like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. I can't comment too much about it, if I'm honest with you. It's far, far, far too impressive for, for what I'm capable of. And I'm sure he's listening. If Josh, you watch this, I'm sure you're listening and thinking, you've got nothing on me, mate. <laughs> and you're right. I've got absolutely nothing on you at all. So, Moving on, let's have something more realistic that I can actually uh, critique pressing? a bit more. Yeah, let's do some pressing. We're both strong right. pressers. Thank you, Tyler, for sending this in. Okay, okay, okay. We've got something to work with here. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, <clears throat> so, this is the Life Fitness um, overhead press. Good machine. Nice machine. So, if we could pause this, it'd be brilliant because... What we can do when we pause presses in video motion is we can start to look at the alignment of joints. So 
when we when when we're looking at a press, we do really want to get that elbow joint tucked in underneath the wrist joint. We want to align those two guys together so that we can get maximal force output, but also safety of and, and integrity of the so- shoulder joint by just aligning those two guys together. Um, especially with this machine, the path is pretty much just vertical. So we want to directly suck that elbow joint underneath the wrist joint. And right now you can see at the bottom, it's it's coming in a little bit too much and his, and his wrist joint's out. So he could snap joints a little bit better there. And the main thing, I mean, I'm sure viewers, you'll probably just, you know, spot it straight away. It's just eccentric control. Um, it's just mm-hmm. too fast on the way down. And as a result, I mean, four plates on this is fairly decent. But as a result, like you can just start to see towards the end of the set, he's sliding down the back pads and turning it into what is more of like an incline chest press than a shoulder press. It's not actually staying on the on the pad anymore. See, like that last rep, that's like pretty much a, a chest press. And he's mm-hmm. not, you know, loading his delts or loading his anterior delts on the on the way down as much as he could do. Um, and from an injury perspective, <clears throat> that sort of change of direction, direction, that rapid change of direction is something that he'll need to really, really monitor if he wants to stay, uh, stay injury free. Um, so, yeah. What do you yeah. think? Of that, um, I, I would say the biggest thing I would focus on is obviously centric control, bracing as well. Like, what I tell my clients is with like bracing and like locking in and breathing and all these sort of patterns, I, I, I recommend nailing that in your warm up sets. So when it comes to the actual working set, you don't have to think about these little things like bracing, breathing. You can just literally go into that set and, and do the actual exercise itself. Um, so as you can see, like he's sort of adjusting himself when he gets to like the fourth or fourth, fifth rep, I can't remember which one it is. Um, and all that sort of mm. you sort of inlining yourself, getting back into it again, you know, hence why you've, you've hit a bit of a wall early in, in, in the set, if that makes sense, because based upon these first couple of reps, you look like you're going for a while, then it just hits a wall, doesn't it? Um, and that's just with like, for example, bracing, breathing, um, and just locking in. So now that in your warm up sets, and then when it comes to the working sets, you don't need to think about it because you've just practiced that, um, for, throughout the warm up sets, like I said. So, uh, yeah, mate, work to do on that for sure. But, you know, it's, it's a fairly decent lift. Just, yeah, like I said, the eccentrics are quite poor, aren't they? Um, as I'm watching it more and more and more. Um, but yeah, thank you for, thank you for sending that in. Uh, yeah, that thank you very much. And as always, like with these, like if we say something that's a critique, we only want to critique because we want to make you better. You know, we're not, we're never going to rip into people too, too harshly unless we feel like it's, you know, totally deserved. Um, yeah. We've, we've done, we've done a press. We've done a hack. Got so many bloody hacks. Everyone's hacking. Look, Christian's hacking. Jack's hacking. We'll, we'll definitely cover one of these in a bit. They're both. They're both really good though, so we can't we can't we can't really critique them too much. Um, should we go for a like a um, a pull, like a um, some sort of? It's gonna hit him. Okay. Do you want to go for the RDL like this one? Yeah, let's go for the RDL. These are bent over rows. These will do. So this is Bruno. Thanks for thanks for sending this in, Bruno. Looks like you're training at home. Sorry, yep. For- awesome. Well, okay. All right. Okay. 
Okay. okay. So okay. that this these these routes. So he did two two top sets at 140 kilos for 10. Um, he's taken mm-hmm. a little bit of an intra intra set pause there as well. So George, I tell you what, I've taken the first two like first. So it's only fair that you take this one first. You can take this, so you can start. Obviously, first and foremost, it's too heavy, mate. It's too heavy. You can tell by, I mean, leg. If if you're, I don't mind if your form starts breaking down towards the end of the end of the set. I don't mind it going a little bit sloppy, one or two reps. But when you are using a lot of a hip drive, a lot of leg drive from rep number one. For, for me, it's, it's, it's definitely too, too heavy. Um, I don't get why people like do these big braces as well, like before they actually go into a set, like they do this fucking big breath, like the fucking breathing. I, I mean, Bruno, I, I speak to you on a daily basis, so I know you're on that level and don't take that in a bad way. But I see that too many times people breathing like they're fucking taking the last breath. I mean, come on, what's going on there? Um, yeah, like I said, just too heavy, leg drive, um, hips just yeah just 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 need to reduce the weight focus on not using too much leg drive um in terms of like just remaining a bit locked in it's, it's fine in terms of that i mean it's good good rear shot as well but again just just too heavy far too heavy um reduce the weight be patient with it mate you'll get there in the end it's just a time thing but yeah in terms of like actually directly hitting your back on this mine mm, yeah as i'm watching it yeah i wouldn't say yeah it's too much leg, too much leg drive hit drive yourself ready? you ready for me to go george yep okay so first and foremost like, I, I agree with everything you said um in terms of like just loading and and this is coming from someone that's i'm not big on like you know perfect bent over row form i don't think that bent over row should be performed like hip hinging all the way over to the floor like almost like a, a strict pen leg kind of thing. I don't think it should be like that. But one of the biggest things that's happening at the moment is that, especially on the 140 set, I just watched the 100 just to sort of see whether it transferred to the lighter load set as well. And it, and it did is that you're actually sitting into it with knee flexion, like way too much knee flexion. So you're almost like halfway into a deadlift pattern when you start to see there, like right at the bottom. Yeah you're in like almost like a semi deadlift. So you let the bar roll down, you bend your knees and then you just extend at the hips to move that bar or to get some sort of um, speed into the bar, into the gap, into that concentric. So all I'd say is probably, I reckon you could take a good top set at about 110 kilos, but and that would be maybe for the same reps, like 10 reps, but sit your hips back as if you're going down into an RDL let the bar travel, but keep those knees out of flexion. Bring the bar to about mid shin and then drive your elbows back whilst keeping your hips locked in stone. Don't allow those hips to move for at least the first six reps. I'm absolutely fine if your last, like you said, George, I'm absolutely fine if your last couple of reps looked a bit like this. I'd be like, yeah, okay, fine. Last couple, not a huge issue. Definitely not a cause for concern with injury, um, but more so just... I think the accuracy in the first sort of 75% of the set definitely needs to be improved. So yeah, definitely agree with George. Go a little bit lighter, probably top set 110, back off at about 85, maybe 90. And um, 
Yeah, is this a client of yours, maybe, George, or not? No, 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 no. Um, if it was a client, would never. I would never let a client. Um, <laughs> I just thought because you, you you were talking to him and stuff. No, no, no. we we just speak on a, a occasionally, so um, I know him sort of on that level. I always say with like Barbell Rose or any sort of hip hinge, start from so in terms of your setup, start from the floor up. So, are my heels planted into the floor? When you plant your heels into the floor and you push your heels, you obviously will engage some sort of quad, some sort of hamstring as well. And obviously, I like to have a slight bend, slight bend in the knee, push my hips back, the fur of my hips back. I feel that tension on my hamstrings. I keep that locked in. And then from there, in terms of, right, keep my chest up, kind of locking in my lats, locking in my scapula. And then I, I would go from there. So always try and remember, start from the floor up. Um, and yeah, like, like I said, just, just reduce the weight and, and build up. You'll get to 140. You will get there, just time. But when you've earned the right to be there, and at the moment, doing that and progressing you're just gonna to go around in a vicious circle and it's not gonna reflect in your physique unfortunately so uh yeah i hope that helps um yeah he also said in his caption that he needs to improve the knee flexion so i'm pretty sure he's like quite aware of his own form which is good so yeah um and it's good that people are submitting this stuff even though they know it's not great i like and that that's it. um because that allows you to learn i want i love what people who look who look who want to learn sorry right mr chapman mr chapman how many plates is that that is one two three four five six. Oh, it says here could have just read this yeah <laughs> um six plus five for six. is and it a green band as well yes yeah, it's, it's reverse banded so it's not quite josh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, big rep, big rep. Go on, Christian. Go on, boy. Now that, now that, I'll give... We should be rating these, shouldn't we? Out of 10, damn it. But, oh, well. I'll give that a 10 out of 10 for a spot from Jack because that was a fantastic spot. He didn't touch that at all. Now Christian's yeah. bleeding as well from the um, from the head. Um, so mm -hmm. I'll let you take this one first, George. I took the first two first, so you can take this one first. I think... A little too much band tension for me. Um, I would probably get a daisy chain on that and change the band to like a red band if it is the one from Strength Shop, something like that, because I feel like it's just too much band tension. And as you can see, when he's coming down, and I've, I've had this problem before, Christian, I'm not sitting here slating you at all. But when that, if you're going down on the eccentric and the band's already kicking in, um, we've both agreed on this before, AJ, it's probably too much band tension. I think ideally that band should probably kick in just as you enter into the like that bottom portion of, of, of the hack. Um, one thing I would say that I've seen in the past when Christian's been doing the um, side X hack is quite aggressive on the, on the lockout of the knee. And I know Christian's had previous issues with um, well, knee issues. I've, I've seen him mention it before. So, Again, that could be because it is quite a harsh hack squat, isn't it? The side yeah. on the knees. So that could be a, a contradicting sort of factor for why you might have knee pain in the past. Um, but in terms of like the set and in terms of like the intensity and you fucking brew it, like I wouldn't expect anything less from Christian, which is great. Um, just a few things I would personally do, like the daisy chain, the, the, the change in band, because I feel like, and this is what I've done. I've used the green band on hack squat and I'm able to add like an extra plate each side. Um, onto onto the hack and for me it's just far it's just far too much band tension 
my ego's kind of gone to my head a little bit. I feel like I'm Billy Big Bollocks when really I have no right doing this weight. And, and believe it or not, I actually picked up an injury in my quad, which I rarely ever have any sort of niggles in my quads. And I actually did through reverse banding it with the green band going like a plate and a half each side heavier than what I usually would do. So I think there is a, a risk to that when you overload it like that to an extent. I, I really do. Um, AJ, yourself? I think that's a great review. I was going to say the same thing about the bands. Um, I'm In my camp, I'm not too bothered about the green band. I think he could definitely keep using the green band. But if he sets it up with a daisy chain, which I'm sure that he probably will when he next does this, he'll be able to exactly, like you said, you know, get the band tension exactly where you want it, which is sort of like in that bottom position into about the middle portion of the, of the concentric or the middle portion of the eccentric, whichever way you want to think about it. Whereas right now, that band tension is really sort of helping him the majority of the way because the band's sort of kicking in straight as he comes into the eccentric. Um, I absolutely agree about the lockout and his knee joint. I don't think he's locking out massively aggressively, but at, like in, in the set, but when he unracks it, there's quite a decent amount of sort of locking at the knee joint, spending time in that sort of compromised position. And then also what I noticed, I was flicking between the top and the back off, especially on the first rep of the back off, you'll see quite a bit of knee valgus, which essentially just means his knees caving in. See that? Yeah, I noticed that. I'd, from a programming perspective, I'm not sure how he laid out this session, but I'd program something like abduction, hip abduction um, before this, just so you can try and get a little bit of of blood and, and warm up and sort of like, almost like priming those areas that are going to help stabilize the knee joint. Um, but, you know, you can't, you can't, or you can't argue the fact that this set is a fucking brutal set. It's very continuous for a Cybex. Um, and it's, and it's, yeah. and it's hard, you know, it's, it's a hard set, but I think, mm-hmm. I think when Christian goes back into a gaining phase, you know, he, he's still, I think his nutsack like exploded there. Um, He's still got to um he's still got to improve his quads to balance his physique even more. I think they've definitely improved, but I think they could be even better. Um he's got to look at ways and means that he can yeah, that's, increase that's something that I'd agree on as well. Yeah. He's got he's got to look at ways and means that he can increase like knee flexion and, and stress on the quads. And even if you look like so if you're watching this on video, if you look at Jack's versus Christian's and you look at the knee travel. Uh, you can see Jack's wearing, I think he's wearing heel elevated um, squat shoes. So his knee travel and also his, not really his depth, but just the positioning he can get his quads into from a, like he's got longer limbs still, but you can see his quads are under a little bit more stretch in that, in that sort of very bottom range of the hack. So mm. that's the position that I think Christine could visit a little bit more um, and place a little bit more total stress on the quads. Um, get them to grow a little bit more. Should we review Jack whilst we're on this sort of thing? Yeah, hat? absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. This is was that five and a half plate? Five, five and a half. Yeah, as you can see, Jack is an absolute giant of a human, very tall. <laughs> so his range of motion is definitely a lot, uh, a lot larger than some others. Yeah, 100%. Okay. 
Go on, lad. Go on. Yeah. I'll put the question to you. Like, why do you think he failed in that mid-range? Not, not the band. The band's not the answer. Why do you think he failed, like, pretty hard in that mid-range? Mate, I'll have to watch that again. <laughs> but um, I, can't, I, I, can't, I couldn't retell really from what I, what I was watching. I don't, I don't know if I actually missed it at all. Um, I don't know if you, you've got, obviously got the answer for that. I, if, if I had to critique this, obviously, again, the band, I'd say that one. I'd say maybe, again, I, I like that Christian did more continuous reps. Um, I'm a big fan of that at the moment. Anyway, I, I do like the continuous reps. I do think it actually serves a purpose. Again, within the knees caving in, that's that's the same issue that Christian had, of course. So a little bit of adduction work there would, would work wonders. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely make one second. We're getting close, aren't we? Is this the final rep? It, I, I know what I noticed there is those those knees just went out. <laughs> From what I see, it was, it was quite a deep fucking. It was quite a deep uh, last rep that. So um, potentially there, what I, what I would say is just make each rep look the same, which is quite hard to do sometimes. But I definitely noticed that those knees started caving out, which does put you in a again. Um, it's just a harder, harder way of, of, of squatting, especially towards the end on a hack on a fucking Cybex hack squat. Um, so yeah, that's what I, am I right? from saying that. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think the, the, the knee valgus was definitely a, a, a role that was played here, but equally, I think just like change of direction. I think Jack, mm. you know, if I, I, I've done plenty, like so many sets where I've looked back and, and thought I could make that little tweak and it'd be, a, be a little bit better. Um, and Jack's a very, you know, Jack and Christian are very sort of advanced trainees. They're able to train very, very hard. Um, but I just think, yeah, change of direction at the bottom. And I, I'd like to think, I'd like to know whether he's wearing a belt. I don't think he is. Um, I also don't think Christian is. Um, he might be underneath the hoodie, but I, I, I'd really just recommend wearing a belt, to be honest, because I think intra-abdominal tightness like you can create with a, with a belt on a squat, a squat pattern is, is just improved. And I think you're able to push through those reps where you can see on the last one on both the back off and the top set, like his lower back came off the pad and his bracing just wasn't as good as it was in the beginning phase of the set. And that's normal because obviously as you fatigue, your bracing ability is going to start to, you know, weigh a little heavy. You're not, you're not going to have the same bracing you did at the start at the end because it's essentially you're creating some degree of oxygen debt and you've only got so much oxygen to take you through that entire set. So, yeah, I'd say either a mixture of improving breathing patterns and maybe starting to try and get through some of the first few reps without having to brace for every single one of them and then just bracing harder for the ones that really, really count. That could improve things, um, especially when you're locked in on a hack squat. You don't necessarily have to be super, super, super tight for every single rep of a 15 rep set. You could probably breeze through the first six without having to consistently you know, reset the brace and lose oxygen. Yeah. Um, but two, two lovely sets, lovely top, lovely back off. Mm-hmm. You know, I like if I, from a coaching perspective, if I saw those two sets, I'd be like, okay, this guy's going to grow, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're definitely grower, grower sets, but um, it's just like minor marginal gains that you can make, I guess, you know, and I'm sure, I'm sure you're the same with that with a lot of your clients that you coach. 
<clears throat> yeah, hundred percent. I and like both of you bouncing off each other as well. Like it's competition. I'd fucking love that session. That would be like okay, who can put the most plates on? I mean, that is obviously not the obviously overall goal, but for me, that would be my motivation, my intensity. Like I'd thrive off that sort of situation when you're both very similar in strength and you're going for it. So. Yeah, boys, get back to it when the gyms reopen and get back on that hack squat and fucking bury yourselves. Okay, so moving on to the RDL. Banger of a music selection. <laughs> Luckily, I can't hear it. <laughs> okay, I'll take. I'll let you take this one first, mate. Okay, so uh, I think his name's either Albert or Albert, but if it's Albert, thank you very much for, for logging in this um, this set. I can tell that that meant a lot to you, and I like watching what people are doing like after the sets, because <laughs> as you can see, he's definitely worked up a lot of passion and emotion for that set, hence why he's playing um, like proper, proper soundtrack as well. So... Um, I'd say I can tell this is a weight that maybe you've not touched before or a weight where you would definitely had your eyes set on a PB because you started a little rushed. Like the first couple were hesitant to uh, basically slow down the bar and make the most of that time under tension that we can create in the eccentric. So I'd say when you're hitting PBs in the future, just when you unrack it, allow yourself some time to, you know, create, an understanding of how you're going to approach that first rep, you know, don't just rush into dropping that bar, um, you know, train with aggression. Yes. But train with aggression combined with accuracy, the rest of the set, to be honest, apart from minor, minor bits of a little bit too much knee flexion creeping in towards the end, the rest of the set can't lie. That was a pretty damn solid RDL. Um, yeah. Range of motion often gets butchered with RDLs and people just take them to like a, glorified rack pull um but I honestly think that your range is pretty solid it's, it's where i'd want it to be it's about mid shin any more yeah. and you'd probably start to see a good amount of thoracic flexion and you'd break down and you'd lose reps any less and it'd start to be that glorified rack pull kind of thing um don't get me wrong i'd like to see if you could get maybe a little bit more a little and I'm sure you probably get that on your back off anyway with your lighter load and more confidence. Um, but yeah, like besides that, solid, yeah. solid set. Yeah, I agree with everything that you said. I would just say some rep, just a little bit more consistency on each rep. So the first three in terms of depth were pretty good. Then the fourth one was a little shallow. Uh, and then sort of the rest of the, the next sort of three reps were kind of in, inconsistent. So if this is like a new weight that you've never touched before, then for sure you, you'll solidify that next time and make sure that, that those reps are much better. But um, yeah, just a little bit more consistency throughout the set. Uh, and as you can see, you know, towards the end, you, you are breaking down a little bit too much knee flexion on maybe the last one or two reps. But overall, mate, for two, fifth, 14 for a set of seven, it's, it's a pretty impressive set. It really is. Um, so I couldn't really speak too much about that. Just a little bit more consistency. That was, good. Think, that was good. Should we, should we leave it there for today? Yeah, because we could be here all day doing these for sure. Um, Quite enjoyed. I've actually, yeah, I've actually really enjoyed it. It's actually better than what I thought it would be. Mm. Um, so yeah, we would definitely do them most uh, 
every podcast, even if it's just like one or two. Uh, and even having, for example, a guest on that can, you know, break it down as well. And I'm sure people would, would, would definitely find that helpful, especially people who are beginners and, you know, look up to this sort of stuff. It's, mm. it's great to learn. It's, it's free learning here. You know, we're basically coaching people on how <laughs> to perfectly execute an idea where people might be going wrong. So 100%, I'm more than happy. And obviously let us know down in the comments if this has been helpful and we'll, we'll continue doing it and continue tagging us and we'll critique it. So yeah, thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. And uh, we will look forward to the next episode. We'll probably bring in a guest next time. And yep. yeah, like George said, really enjoyed doing the BTS rate your lift. So keep them coming in, keep tagging us and, um, and we'll pop them up in the podcast, whether we have a guest or not. Appreciate the support as always. And we will chat to you next week. Yep.